You are listening to Your Blessed Life Podcast, episode number 20. The righteousness of God that is in you is rooted in faith. It's your faithful pursuit of his righteousness that truly unlocks and it, it activates the abundant life that he so desperately wants you to have. Let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life. With your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Welcome to the show. Hey there, my name is Jay Marsh. And it's great to be here with you today. I want to welcome you to Your Blessed Life. Today, in episode number 20, we're going to break down the second part of a formula that I shared with you week before last in episode 18. And this two-part formula is meant to take you really on a journey, on a journey of becoming more, of really becoming all that God has called you to be. It truly is a journey. And once we complete this episode today, it'll be like a mini blueprint to living an abundant life in Christ. But let me tell you, it's only the beginning. It's not the end. It's really your jumping off point. It's that jumping off point to a life that is truly satisfying, fulfilling, and in line with the way that God intends life to be. So let's get it going. So the formula that I shared with you. Back in episode 18, it went like this. It was PR plus LA equals becoming more. So the PR is the pursuit of righteousness. And that's what we talked about in episode 18. But I gave you just a little bit of a a hint, just a little foreshadowing of this LA, this life abundant, this life abundant in Christ. That is the second part to this recipe, to this formula becoming more. And know that as a child of God, that we have been given this inheritance. And this inheritance is is not only eternal, spiritual, but it's also physical. And the idea here is, is that we unlock the abundance that God has for you. And through God's abundance, we can do great and mighty things. So we're talking about becoming the person really that you dreamt of becoming, that the quiet inner dreams that you have, the person that God knows that you can become, and that person that God has called you to become. So when we when we implement those right things or the the righteousness in your life, in our life, what we do is we position ourselves to receive God's fullness, his full abundance. And God wants each of us to receive just that, his fullness. And there's no better scripture that declares this and defines this and speaks to this than in John. It's chapter 10, verse 10. And it simply says, Jesus is saying, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Or depending on what translation you're you're reading, he says, I have come. But the I am come 
it's so that the the have come isn't a past tense because he is here. Now he's here with us in the form of the Holy Spirit, but it's it's very, I don't know, cool. It's awesome. It's intriguing that Jesus uses that text, I am come, that they may have life, that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So expectancy grounded in a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. That's how Ephesians 3.20 puts it. So, I mean, basically, Ephesians is telling us, expect it. That's the way it starts off that verse. You know, as a natural result of pursuing God's right ways, his righteousness, here's, a, here's an interesting thought for you. We move away from sin and into his abundance. Maybe said another way, we move away from lack and into his abundance. You know, we don't become more standing still or in neutral, doing the same old, same old status quo. We're either moving forward or moving backwards. And, you know, and I, I share this a lot, this concept with the, the couples I coach in marriage that we are even either moving towards something or we're moving away because we're not just standing still. There is no neutral. There's a gravitational pull on us that is pulling us back. So that's why becoming more is that ongoing process. And for me, it's a reminder too, that, you know, in in that last episode and well, the week before last in episode 18, we talked about that worldly pull that is an indication for us and that reminder for us that there is, in fact, a supernatural battle going on. And we're in it. Whether, whether, whether you want to admit, admit it or not, you're in it. And so recognizing that there is a supernatural battle that's going on that we can't see with our eyes. And that there is a pull. There is a a pull one direction or the other. And that's why I believe that we are not in neutral. There is no status quo. There is no same old, same old. We are moving forward in Christ or we are ever so slowly slipping back. I want to share a couple of foundational scriptures with you. The first one is in Matthew and it's chapter six, verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So when I read that scripture, I'm like, well, okay, what things are we talking about here? How about everything you need? And so the second foundational scripture, well, we talked about it a while ago, but it's worth talking about again because it's that good. And I'm going to give you the full scripture. It's John 10, 10. The thief comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That pretty much tells you what his agenda is, right? But I am come, Jesus says, that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So in that verse, we were just talking about the fact that we're in a supernatural battle, right? And so there is a complete contradiction in the agenda of Satan and Christ. 
And Satan gives it to us in black and white right there. He says, the thief, you know who the thief is, right? The thief is Satan. And he has an agenda of three things. It's to steal, it's to kill, and it's to destroy. And Jesus says, my agenda is different. My agenda is I've come to give you life and not just life, but an abundant life. So do we serve a God of lack or do we serve a God of abundance? Maybe we should just let scripture answer that. It just did, right? So know that as Christians, we're entitled to these blessings that God the Father promised the Jewish people way back in the Old Testament. See, we, as followers of Christ, we become joint heirs. Yeah, we're we're grafted in as joint heirs to these blessings as a result of becoming saved and then born again through the shed blood blood of Jesus. So in Ephesians 3, 6, it's one of the many many scriptures that explains how, how Christians are that joint heir that we talked about with the Jewish people. And this is God's plan for both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news to share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. So both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promises and the blessings because they belong to Christ. So I want to share these three things with you. As we're talking about in this episode, moving into the abundant life that Christ has called us, let's talk about that. Let's talk more about how we do that, how we move into that abundance. And next, let's talk about what that means from a spiritual perspective. What is spiritual abundance? And finally, you know, the third part is, well, are we done with spiritual abundance or is there anything else? Well, that's the third part I want to talk to you about. And that's the physical abundance. So let's start with number one, that moving into abundance. Receiving God's abundance in our lives, it begins with our faith and our belief in Jesus. And then Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us that faith is that substance of the things that we hope for and the evidence of the things not seen. Our faith ignites the hope for the things we can't see. And we move toward abundance in that faith. Oh, that's big. I, I, I want to I say that again because it's so deep, but it's so simple. Our faith ignites the hope for the things that we can't see. And we move toward abundance in faith. So we really have to reset our mind to the way that we think about abundance. And that's, that's what it comes down to. Our God, well, he's a God of what? Not lack, but plenty. He's a God of more than enough. And we're reminded in John 10, 10, that he's just that, that the prescription for our life is to live in fullness. So what is God's abundance for the righteous? I mean, I think that's a fair question. I, I, what is it? Let's, let's unveil it. Well, his promises are ours. And we have to know that he hears our requests. In fact, we can just look at scripture in John 
to know that we have the confidence that anything we ask according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, well, then we know that we, we have those petitions that we desire of him. So notice that once we know we're asking for something according to the will of God, and we know we have it, not we're going to have it, but we have it. So in Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus says, Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. God is more than able to supply everything you need. And Ephesians 3.20 says that God says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask, beyond all that we think, according to the power that works within us. And see, and that's, that's where the magic happens right there. Because it's not, it's not based on your own capability. It's based on God's power working in you, working through you. God's ability here is really connected to his willingness. And that one supports the other. His ability is connected to his willingness. And they, they, subvert, they, they support each other. So God's telling us, I have the power to do so. And I want to. He's, I'm willing to, to exceed the needs of any man, of any woman, the whole man, the whole woman, the whole person, mind, body, soul. I am willing and able. I want to, is what he's telling us, to exceed those needs. So we talked briefly last week on how righteousness, how it perpetuates Itself, And I, I want to kind of explain that for just a minute. So we talk about the plan for righteousness the week before last. And we had about a dozen or so ways that we can line up our pursuit of that righteousness. And, you know, remember we talked about the imputed righteousness, that gift. And then we talked about the, that actionable, practical pursuit of the righteous, the right ways, the righteousness of Christ. So if you recall, we summed all that up because there was a lot there. We summed it up really with this foundational verse and the basis from which believers in Christ do all things. And it's that verse in Matthew 23, chapter 22, and verses 37 through 40, when he says, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And he reminds us, that's, that's the first commandment. That's the greatest one. And then the second one, he says, it's like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he said, and all the laws hang on those two commandments. Okay, so let's, let's keep it rolling here. Let's move into number two. And number two is that spiritual abundance. And the spiritual abundance, the idea here is as we begin to, to implement that right thinking and the right doing into our lives, what we're doing is we're, we're acting in obedience. And this obedience will supernaturally make the other dozen or so pursuits that we've talked about, you know, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, episode 18, they will make those pursuits that we talked about become part 
of our everyday life. And in Matthew 13, 12, Jesus was telling the disciples that he said it like this, for whoever has to him, more shall be given and he shall have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has shall be taken away from him. So that's, that's an interesting piece of scripture because what we see here as is as we seek to obey God and to seek his righteousness, Jesus gives us an abundance in understanding the word of God, a spiritual abundance that, that represents eternal life, that represents grace, mercy, spiritual wisdom, the comfort and peace that we seek, hope, love, and really, ultimately, that deeper, more intimate relationship with, with our God. And it's because we have more than enough in the spiritual abundance that we get through any moment or day or week or month or whatever's going on in our life. And what we do with it, any guesses on where I'm going with this? What we do with it, as in giving it away, as in sharing it, as in perpetuating it, we glorify God with it. And what it does for us is it keeps us like pipes so that we keep that flow of God's abundance moving through us. So it doesn't stop with us. Some of it spills over into our life and blesses us. Hallelujah for that, right? But it continues to move through us and into those around us. And it creates this perpetual circle of God's great abundance. And so it's by sharing that abundance, not stifling it, not hoarding it, but it's by sharing it that we perpetuate it and that we sow it. And here's some good news. We reap what we sow. This is, this is so dang good. When you share God's abundance, when you create that circle, that flow, when you don't stifle it, when you don't hoard it, but you perpetuate it, you sow it, you reap what you sow. So it's not like you're giving away something that you're missing out on. It's really the reverse because we're not talking about lack here. We're not talking about lack is just, is just the best word that comes to mind. What we're talking about is sowing seed. And when we sow seed, we reap a harvest. In Galatians chapter 6, 6 and 7, it says, And let the one who is taught the word share all good things with him who teaches. Don't be deceived. God's not mocked. And here, here's the kicker. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. So here, here's my point. Don't get caught up with giving away whatever it is, whether it's spiritual abundance or physical abundance. We're going to go into that in a minute because you're just planting seeds. You're just planting seeds and glorifying God and keeping the pipe open. Okay. So while we're talking about physical abundance or 
since I mentioned it, let's, let's talk about it. Let's move into it. And that's the, and that's the third one, the physical abundance. So talking about sowing and reaping is such a good place for us to transition there. And so when we talk about sowing and reaping it, it seems to usually be in the context of physical. So that's why I think it's such a great transition. And it really reminds me of the parable of the talents, those talents that Matthew talks about in chapter 25. In verses 14 through 30, and in more specifically in verse 29, it's the end of the story. And in the story, Jesus says, For everyone who has shall more be given, and he shall have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. So what's the message on that little parable? Kind of almost sounds like confusing talk to me. What's the message here? Is Jesus trying to confuse us? I don't think so. I think Jesus is trying to drive a point home to us. And it's this, do well with what he provides for you and more will follow. And here's the converse truth to that. When we make poor choices with what we have, goes away. And I really think this holds true in all things. I think this principle is a true ism in our home life, with our kids, with our spouses, with our finances, in every area of our life. And I tell you, in our home, Dana and I really take this teaching to heart. It's something that that we can't take care of, or this is what we teach our boys. If we can't take care of it, whatever it is, and be responsible with it, whatever it is, and then be thankful, be thankful for what we have, then what in the world makes us think that we should expect God to bless us with more? I really think that's, that's what Jesus is trying to tell us there in Matthew 25, verse 29. You know, if we look over at Luke 12 in verse 48, we kind of see this, this consistent theme going on here. And it says, but the one who did not know it and committed deeds worthy of a flogging will receive but few. From everyone who has been given much, much will be required. And to whom they entrusted much, they will be asked all the more. I think that's such wisdom. I'm surprised something like that isn't in the book of Proverbs, or it is. But I mean, I'm surprised that that verse itself isn't in the book of Proverbs, because that is that bell ringing, reminding us, hey, hey, okay, so you want much. Well, know this, that you will be expected much. (laughs) If you're going to be entrusted with much, how much more will we require of you? Or in this case, how much more will God require of you? Know that the abundant life that God's promised us is both in the spiritual and the physical realm. It's for every aspect of our life. And I think a lot of people are apprehensive to talk about the physical aspect of it because we want to be so righteous that we think the only way we can be righteous is if we're in the spiritual world. Well, guess what? We live in a physical world. When we align the ways of the spiritual world in the physical world, 
godly things happen. Abundance is the level. It's, it's the standard of provision for God's people. And I want you to know that God operates from a place of abundance. And his word tells us that over and over again. So let's break down and bring this little formula, the PR plus the LA, the pursuit of righteousness plus living abundantly equals becoming more. Let's put that into into a little plan of action. Before we do that, though, I want to pause for just a minute and I want to ask you, how you doing? I mean, how, how are you enjoying the show so far? I hope that this episode is speaking to you. I hope that it's blessing you. And if so, I want to invite you to just to be part of the show on a regular basis. Allow this show to bless your life each and every week. If you'll subscribe to the show, you'll be set up and you'll be ready for that next episode. And it's easy to do. It's something you can do right now. You don't have to stop the podcast. Just it's a click of a button. If you're on our website, there's a purple button on the right side of the page. You just click that says subscribe. And if you're in iTunes, well, just click the purple button next to the podcast image and it says subscribe. And when you do, you'll be set up to receive that very next episode. And so I want to invite you to subscribe to the show. So thanks for doing that. Okay. So here, here's a kind of a short and sweet action plan to put this formula, this PR plus LA equals becoming more to work in our lives. And here they are. So first, I mean, this is it almost sounds like it's an obvious, but you can't gloss over this. We must believe in the Lord. We must accept Christ. We must fear him. And when I say fear him, I mean not fear him like be a, be scared of him, be afraid of him, but to revere him, to know that he is our Lord and Savior. Number one. And if we look at Psalms, verse 34, chapter or chapter 34, verse 9 and 10. It confirms that. It says, Oh, fear the Lord, you, his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. So fear the Lord, revere the Lord, honor the Lord. Number two, we got to seek him. We must seek the Lord. We must increase in our relationship with him. If you want to know more of him, get to know more about him. Seek him. I've got several scriptures that are just kind of running around in my head right now. And it's Jesus just pleading with us to seek him. And the one that comes to my mind is Matthew 7, 7. And it's one of my favorite because it's Jesus imploring us. And it's this super cool, easy acronym that I have probably shared with you before. And you know what? I'll probably share it with you again. And the acronym is A-S-K, ASK. And the S in that acronym, ASK, is SEEK. Jesus saying, SEEK ME. Okay, so third, number three. We must walk uprightly. We must walk and pursue righteousness. 
So on the basis of meeting those conditions, then God assures us that nothing that is good will be withheld from us. And, you know, that makes me think about something. And so here's just a little sidebar, a little caveat. Know that God in his wisdom reigns. And, and what I'm talking about is that last point that I made. And I've actually made this point twice. One was from a scripture out of John, and then I'm, I'm just kind of reiterating it. And, and this, is, this is it, that nothing that is good will be withheld from us. Because we hear that in scripture. We read that in scripture. But know that God in his wisdom reigns. And what I mean by that is he may not always give us what we think is seemingly good at that moment and at that time. But remember, God's ways are higher. God's ways are better than ours. It may not be what is good for us in that particular situation. God's wisdom reigns. That's one reason why we pray for things that apparently the word of God assures us that we'll have, right? But we don't necessarily see them or we don't necessarily receive them or get them. The reminder here is that God's wisdom reigns and what may seemingly be good to us may not be good for us in that particular situation at that particular time. You know, that has been something for me that I have really incorporated into my prayer life. And so if I'm seeking a breakthrough, if I'm praying for a breakthrough, for a need, I share with God that I know that he works in me to bring all his good together at the right time, at the right place, so that he can position me to be in his perfect place for my life at any given moment. So for me, that, that reminder is that God's ways are higher and bigger than mine and that his grand plan for my life, in a lot of cases, I can't even comprehend it. And I'm going to come back to that point again in a minute, but I want to leave it right there because the idea here is to keep our focus. And one way we can focus is to focus on God's word. And here's another awesome scripture that we can do that with. In Psalm 84, 11, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give you grace and glory. No good thing will be withheld from them that walk uprightly. So, I mean, he's telling us the same common theme over and over in scripture after scripture after scripture. And it's that reminder that God's wisdom reigns. And this is where trusting God, and this is where I said I'm going to come back to it. This is where trusting in God and not leaning on our own understanding, it comes into play. You got to trust him because that's where your faith grows. That's where your faith is entrenched is when you don't lean on your own understanding, but you put your faith and your trust in him. You know, as we wrap up, I think, well, I want you to think, because I'm thinking about it for just a minute, that the key to receiving an abundance is really about having an abundance for ourselves because that's what we desire, because that's what God's word says he has for us. So the key thought about this abundance is that we have enough for ourselves and that there's plenty to go around. There's plenty left over 
to give to others. Because, my friends, we are pipes. We are not receptacles. We are not the end of the pipe that's closed off. We are the conduit which his abundance flows through. And in the abundance that you have, as well as the abundance that you're seeking, whether it's in the spiritual or in the physical realm, ask God, how can I take what you have already given me? Remember we talked about that? How can I take what you've already given me or even what you are about to give me, what I'm about to receive? But the kicker here is I don't want you to wait on anything. I want you to take what you have right now and take what you are going to get, take what you are going to receive and use it in a way that glorifies his name. Use it in a way that grows his kingdom. Use it in a way that perpetuates the truth of his message. So today, I I really just want to encourage you to acknowledge, to declare that God is more than enough, that he can and will and wants to supply all your needs, that the God that we serve is not a God of lack, but is a God of abundance. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for our time together. I just, I've, I enjoy it. The opportunity to get to deliver this, to share this word with you, encourages my soul. It's a blessing and it's an honor to be your host, your guide, your coach, as we move down the path of your blessed life. So Bless Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, I'm just going to ask you, leave us a review. Leave us a good one. In fact, when you do, and this is something new I started, I thought it'd be kind of fun, leave your name so I can say thank you personally on, on, an, on an upcoming episode. And so with that said, this week, I want to shout out and say hello to our friend Felicia Bowder. Felicia, thank you for leaving an awesome five-star review and rating. And Felicia, thank you so much for your support. And for your encouraging words, they truly mean a lot to me. So thank you again, Felicia, and God bless you for taking the time to leave that awesome uh, rating and review. So Bless Nation, if you're listening on iTunes to leave that review, just simply go to the iTunes store and click on the search icon. It looks like a little magnifying glass. Type in your blessed life and then hit enter. And then you'll see the cover art probably give you a bunch of different cover arts, but you'll see the Your Blessed Light cover art. Click on that one. And then you'll see an option to click on ratings and review. So when you click on write a review, you just write your review from there. And then you tap the number of stars that you want to rate the show with. And, and that's it. So it takes a couple of steps. And I, and I know that. And I appreciate you taking the time to share your love with us. Bless Nation, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. I hope that it blessed you. I look forward to sharing the next episode with you. And if you haven't already, I want to invite you to subscribe to the show. And when you do, hit that little purple subscribe button. You'll be ready to receive that next episode when it comes out. So until next time, remember that God loves you and he wants to bless you.